quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi Gemma, how are you? Doing well. We have Great. a special guest today. Tell us who we have. We have my husband, Dan Daw. Hello everybody. Hi Dan, we're so glad you're here. Okay, Dan, what's going well? Oh man, um, I had surgery about a week ago and so I've been off work for like 11 days now. And so it's been really nice to be home every night with Gemma and the kids and spend all day with them and all that kind of stuff. So fun. Really sweet. What I about you? Mine. He stole mine. So <laughs> ditto. It's weird <laughs> having someone to hang out with every night again. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I like that. What's going well for you? Um, that's a good question. My little one started volleyball today. So she's doing dance and volleyball, which is a lot, but I, she really wanted to. So it's like today she goes to school, then she goes to volleyball until 445. Then she gets picked up and goes directly to dance till nine. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. So she'll do that every Tuesday and Thursday. So I'm a little nervous, but we'll see how this all yeah. goes. The, she's um, going to crash. I know. The coach called and said, we really, we think she's awesome. Can she play? And I was like, I think so. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so Gemma, what are we going to talk to Dan about today? So I get asked the question all the time, does your husband do this with you? How did you get him on board? How did you convince him? And I'm like, I didn't really convince him. Like he came to his own conclusion. I let him see the benefits and then he eventually came around. The hardest part is, I mean, and it was for me, but it also came more naturally to me because it fell right, right away. But for Dan, he was like, what? We're not going to punish them? Like, we're not going to teach them right and wrong? And I'm like, no, no, right. we are. Let me just show you a different way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, we all come with our, what we've been taught as kids and that just becomes our ingrained kind of default parenting. So to do it differently doesn't always seem right. 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 So Dan, what did you think when you first, like when Gemma came to you with all this stuff, what were your thoughts? She kind of started doing it, you know, 
without like a formal presentation to me or anything like that. And doing what I do, she spends so much time with the kids when I'm gone for 24 or 48 hours that by her starting it, kind of even without me jumping in with two feet, I could see small little differences and things like that. So when she came to me, I I was obviously skeptical of it because it was radically different than what I expected parenting to be like and what the norms of parenting, I would say, are. But I could see that, you know, it was having a positive effect on the kids. She definitely did her legwork. She, you know, kind of plays it down like she didn't do much, but, you know, she researched and all kinds of stuff because we know Gemma. Yep. She's not just, no, <laughs> just like, no. oh, this sounds lovely. Exactly. I'm very like, what are the facts, you know, like logical type stuff. And um, so she presented with a lot of newer research to me and, and things like that, that kind of gave me comfort saying like, okay, this isn't some like crazy thing that's going to screw up our kids down the road. Right. Um, another part of her for me was, you know, I had this idea of what, you know, a dad or a mom was in your head. But then when it came time to me actually doing it, like I didn't feel comfortable being that super like stern, authoritative figure that, you know, like maybe my dad was or other people's dads were. And so when it came to punishing and things like that, you know, like I don't want to do kind of the typical punishments and the stuff where we were trying things one foot in, one foot out, you know, timeouts that we didn't really enforce very strongly or anything like that. I was like, well, this stuff isn't obviously working. I don't want to go to the other extreme of like the super strict side of things. Gemma's presenting this other way of doing it. Why don't we give it a shot? Yeah. I like that. How you say, why don't we give it a shot? I think that's what I say to some of my reluctant parents when they come in. I'm, you know, you can tell they're like very skeptical. And I always say to them, listen, you already hired me. So why don't you just at least try it for six weeks? And then after the six weeks, if you hate it, then so be it. And um, I think some people have a hard time, like just getting out of that old mindset I think the punishments part is the big sticky issue with most people. Yeah. I think for Dan, he was always like, what is the consequence then? Like, he can just talk to me like that. They're just not going to respect me. And I'm like, no, no. We just talked about this last night. I'm like, no, they will respect you in time. But Dan is a nine for anyone that's listened to the Enneagram episode. I talk about him a little bit. (laughs) He has a really hard time with boundaries and like being strong in limits. And so... Mm -hmm. That's definitely his number one struggle with the kids is that it's hard for him to hold firm. Like it's hard for him to be the authority without the punishments and the consequences. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to resort to that sometimes. And I'm like, you really can get it the other way. It just takes longer. Well, I think that's a good point too. It's like, it's easier just to say you're going to go to timeout. It's much harder to sit with the behavior and then have that, you know, be part of the process. It's like, it's, it's unsettling for some of us. It's hard. It's difficult. You feel like very out of control. Yeah, I think you're right. And because the behaviors ignite like something inside of you or whatever. So what was hard about it for you? Because you're, you know, coming with all this research and like, you're really into it. So what was hard for you to like have, you know, you have to kind of, you have to bring your partner along in the kindest, nicest way. Cause you can't just shove it down their throat. That's not going right. to work. So yeah. what was hard for you in like trying to get him, you know, on board? to think about it because Dan's so like laid back and open-minded and I'm very emotional. And so it was like very much affecting me. Like when it first started was with cry it out. And I was like, that was the first time I was like, something's different about me. Like I don't fit in with this culture. 
because mm-hmm. I can't do it. Like I physically get ill. I can't leave them. And he was like, they're fine. Leave them. And I'm like, no, no. Like that's when my research started. And I was like, there has to be a better way. Like humans don't do this. We're not meant to do this. And that was like our, that was the hardest thing with Dan was convincing him. Like, I'm going to go two years without sleep because I can't leave them to cry. And he was like, leave them. We need to go out. Like we need to do dates. Yeah. Like let us go be individual still. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> but, well, I mean, I think that's hard too, because it's like, you want to have your life back. And he's like, doing it from a place of like, we need to like, you know, move on with our world here. But you know, there's, I guess there's a happy medium in all of that too. Yeah. And I feel like we found that because with Dan, I, like he said, he's very logical. So I brought the science a lot. I think that's a good point. I think the science in this method really helps people understand the brain and how the brain works and the, you know, the whole connection piece. Mm -hmm. What didn't work for you? you know, what was like, nah, this isn't, this isn't happening. I mean, how long have we been doing this now? Two years or so, three years. So it's been a long time. And that kind of respect or authority figure, you know, that's what I always come back to is I'm totally, you know, fun dad, like Gemma's kind of more like lay down the law, you know, and I've come home from work and it's like, Hey, it's time to play. Let's go play. Let's have fun, you know? (laughs) But at the same time, when I say, hey, you know, it's time to go. We've spent an extra hour at the park because yeah. I'm letting you guys play and I'm not forcing the issue, right? But now it's time to go. Yeah. That's the hard part for me is when you have to switch from like, hey, playful this, that to like, okay, no, now I really need to listen, you to listen to me. Yeah. That's the part where I struggle with it and want to like resort to older type methods, like, you know, get more stern with them or whatever. A perfect example was last night we were at the park and at five o'clock I was like okay guys time to get going they were playing with other kids so I just let it go and now it's like six o'clock and I'm like okay guys it's really time to go and I had had surgery so I'm not allowed to lift them right now Uh and so I couldn't like physically pick them up to put them in the car and I was basically just at their mercy you know yeah (laughs) and it was pretty frustrating and so times like those are still hard for me where it's like I wish that they would listen a little bit better or yeah respect the difference of hey it's fun we're playing versus okay now I really need you to listen to me in the moment it's hard to realize it but you know there's still three and five like yeah they probably don't make that connection right no it's frustrating in the moment but then after the fact like I told Gem on the car ride home on one hand I'm like so annoyed that it took so long and so annoyed that they didn't listen to me. And then on the other hand, I'm like feeling bad, like, oh man, you know, I told him that I was never going to come back to the park again or, you know, so, and <laughs> like, so I'm feeling he bad. He really did tell him that. He's so dramatic. <laughs> so I'm frustrated, but then at I the same time, I feel honestly. bad. And, you know, that was part of yeah. the reason I knew that I could never really fall through with, you know, a more strict approach. Yeah. Because I just love him too much and, want to have fun with them and don't yeah. want to see me as this you seem like the perfect person. candidate for play to play into that leaving with play yeah i i do go that route a lot you know but yeah. that for me I, I see that that only goes like so far a lot of times you know like i'll do yeah. the play and i'm like okay guys i did the play thing now it's time to wrap it up let's go right <laughs> you know i like to do that like not that we're having a teaching moment but i can't keep my mouth shut of course um <laughs> I did this with him last night and we got in a huge fight. Oh, shoot. See, this is it. This is what I think is what happens is like when I asked you what doesn't work, but that's what I was more like referring to, like what doesn't work with Gemma, you know, like Mm. 
you know, like where is the conflict with you guys? Because I think that's what people really want to know is like, where is the conflict in the parenting method where she's like the quote unquote expert, right? And you're just, (laughs) you know, you're just her minion. And so it's like, I think that there becomes like a rift there because sometimes I know for me, I would tell my ex like, you're doing it wrong. You can't do it like that. I told you you have to stay, listen, like you can't. And it's like, he doesn't want to hear that, you know? And I need to, I needed to be more kind around it, but in the moment I couldn't. So for you, what doesn't work with the dynamic between you and Gemma around? Kind of what you brought up is, is a good example. Like for me, I'm fully in and fully on board with this, but it's still something that was brought to me. And it's still something that like it's Gemma's world, right? And I'm just kind of playing in it. And so I get all the time, like, try saying it this way or, (laughs) you know, like. Is that annoying? And that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you don't need to correct everything I say. Like, I'm sure sure there's lots of things that you say that you could say differently. And I don't, you know, poke and prod. So there's a little conflict on that kind of stuff just because she's devoted so much of her time and energy into this thing. And so she's obviously... I don't know if I'd say more dedicated, but just more knowledgeable and stuff about it. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think it's like, like if I say it to you, it's totally different than Mm -hmm. if Gemma says it to you. And I think that's what becomes hard too. It's like, we don't want to have that sort of thing in the midst of our relationship because it creates problems where they don't really need to be. Yeah. And it's, I think it's hard for Gemma and I to say, just like, let them fail, right? Just like the kids, like let them do it wrong and let them figure it out because they have their process too. But it's hard for people like us because we're like, wait, 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 if you could just do it like this. Yes, that's exactly it. And I'm just, I'm honestly trying to help. Like I'm not trying to criticize, but for him, he's automatically like, you're judging me. I'm a horrible parent. And I'm like, well, I think it's true though. I think it's better just to let them, let them have their process. Yeah. I'm, yeah, be- I'm trying. I think one of the other bigger things Gemma kind of touched on a little bit is like knowing your personality or your personality type or anything like that. Yeah. So for me, being like very laid back, you know, trying to keep the peace, that kind of stuff, I think it tends to take a lot more of my time than it would for other people because you know, like I have a hard time setting limits and things like that. Right. So then I just continually play and then keep playing longer and Mm -hmm. then keep playing longer. (laughs) And so Gemma's much better at setting those limits and getting the tantrum out and stuff like that than I am. So it takes me a lot more time and effort and energy, you know, which can get kind of draining sometimes, but. But you already know that. And so that's perfect. And that's all you need to know. Like Gemma doesn't need to point it out to you because you already know that. And that's just the way you parent. That's just different. And it's okay to have that difference. It really is. And I think that's where us know-it-alls like want to tell everybody everything (laughs) because we know better. Right. And it's not necessarily true. And I say that to my couples, like, this is the only person you have in this journey you know, you don't have anyone else. You better treat them well because you'll be all alone doing this, you know, if you don't treat your partner the way they need to be treated to bring them along to make it enjoyable. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you ask about what, what the hard parts are. And I think no matter what you do, you know, raising kids is hard, right? So yes, in my mind, I tell myself at the end of the day, if I've had a hard day or anything like that, okay, yeah, I'm, I might've spent my entire day with the kids and then they're still needy at the end of the day or, but I'd rather have that than them afraid to come and talk to me or Mm -hmm. spent the whole day in time out because they were having a hard day or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So there's obviously going to be troubles or disagreements or, you know, things that come easier for Gemma that don't come easy for me or vice versa. Mm -hmm. 
but at the end of the day, the kids are still in a better place, I feel. And so that's kind of the driving factor for me behind it all is I see the difference in what they used to be versus what they are now. Yeah. So those tough times are easier to rationalize out that it's worth it or yeah, or anything I like think that. you're right. I think you're, you said that so well. I think too, like the organic compliance is like the best kind, right? It's like yeah. the uncoerced, you know, cooperation is the, the best kind you get. But it's not 100% foolproof. Yeah, when you get them to say thank you out of the blue or come up and just randomly tell you that they love you or, you know, like Caleb does it and and Jonah does it too. We're like, I got my haircut the other day and Jonah was like two days later was like, hey, daddy, your hair looks really nice today. You know, (laughs) you know, like little things like that. And at (laughs) breakfast this morning, I like got up to do the dishes. What did Caleb say? He was like, Daddy, mommy's just so kind. She shared all her cereal with me, and I was like, I'm going to die now. So sweet. (laughs) They really are sweet. And I do believe this methodology and this what approach, whatever you want to call it, it does cultivate that kindness. But it isn't like, oh, you do special time and tomorrow everything's better. It's just like, it's not like that. It's like, it's a long endeavor. It is a big journey. It is this huge thing. You know, my girls, I went out to dinner last night and they both were in my room and they're both like, you should wear this mommy. No, this looks really beautiful on you. Oh my gosh. You look so good in those jeans. I'm like, oh my God, they're so 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 sweet. sweet. They're so kind. You know, they always say thank you every time I give them food. They always say please. They really do now. And it's like, you can see this huge growth now that they're older. You're, you know, you've done the right thing. But I think in those early years are like, hold on, wait a minute. Am I doing this right? And it's not always like that. That's the other thing. And I see both of us get frustrated because when Jonah tells us he's moving out and he like runs out the front door and we have to chase him in his underwear down the street, we're like, what are we doing? Like, we need to like go put this kid in the corner. This is ridiculous. In the winter. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. I just think what Dan said, parenting is just going to be crazy no matter what. But if you can control the crazy and hopefully have a better outcome, you know, like where we, Dan and I were both like emotional wrecks when we got to each other and we're like trying to grow together. We're reparenting basically, you know. Yep. We're hoping that our kids don't have to do that. Yeah. What about, um, Dan, what was your thought on the class? What did you think about the course was that helpful i mean obviously i'm sitting right here yeah no it wasn't helpful (laughs) i definitely thought it was and it was one of those things where like if you're skeptical about something or not fully all in you know it's this hey here's this thing let's try this out you know we have some help along the way so we're not just doing it blindly and then if it works we'll keep going with it and if it didn't you know then we pick and choose what what you want to use out of it it was kind of like, you know, like a diet program, right? Like if right. you have have a kind of lesson plan to follow or, or whatever you want to call it, you have a little, a little more structure and you're not just kind of going into things blindly and you have a dedicated time that you're going to spend on this and then you can kind of go from there. So it's not as big of a commitment as saying like, we're just going to do this forever, right? Yeah, hey, let's it try is. This I out. Think- let's see how it works. Yeah, I like how you say like, um, you know, you have a dedicated time. I think that's the biggest thing. 
We don't get married and then say, oh, hey, let's work on our parenting before we have kids because I really want us to get on the same page. We're just like, oh, what baby name do you like? Oh, I like that one too. Oh, what color do you want to paint the nursery? Oh, this is so, you know, and it's like you get caught caught up in all of that. And then the kid comes and you're like, whoa, they said no to me and threw their shoe across the room. Like, now what? No, what you going to do about this? You know, and it's like you have this time to say, hey, when he throws the shoe, this is what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? Well, here's what she says we should do. What are we going to do? You know? Yeah. You don't talk about any of that kind of stuff ahead of time. And especially, you know, I'm sure there are people that are more aligned initially, you know, but like Gemma said, she was like, I'm not leaving them. Like, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I don't care where we are at with our marriage or anything. Like I'm not leaving them. And I was very much not in line with that. And so, (laughs) you know, it, it allowed us a place to talk and try to come and meet more towards the middle yeah because in the hectics of everyday life unless you have something that's going to make you sit down and talk about that kind of stuff a lot of times the day gets busy and then you just don't do it yeah and then you're just putting out fires all day yeah it's just like what problem can i fix today we had so many problems you know instead of saying hey i know problems are going to come here's here's our game plan first and Mm -hmm. i think it's unfortunate because you know like if you play any sport every sport's coach will say they've got, you know, they've got a defense plan. They have an offense plan. They've got a plan when there's a timeout. They've got a plan when their ball's out of bounds, like every plan. And we have this amazing, huge thing we're doing, taking care of other people and we don't have a plan. (laughs) Yeah. I would say too, just as far as I know, the kind of general topic is getting husbands on board. For me, if my wife is really serious about doing this, right? And she's looked into it and and feels like it's right. If I didn't get on board with that, I would just be undoing all the work that she's trying to do. Yeah. And so if I think timeouts and all that kind of stuff are good, well, my timeouts aren't going to be effective if she's not doing it the way that I'm doing it. And her connective parenting isn't going to be effective if I'm not doing it the way that she's doing it. So no matter which way you go, you got to be on the same page, I feel. And so, yeah. I felt like, why not give it a shot? What's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. And are you overall happy with it? Yeah. I think, like I said, there's challenges, but just the mood of our boys and the amount of time they play together and how they play together and how they interact with us and other adults and all that kind of stuff has greatly improved since yeah. we started doing it. And Gemma, what do you think? Are you happy with this whole thing? Have you thought, I mean, Dan sounds like he's really committed and in it to win it. And I think we both are. And we were, cause last night I was like, babe, do you want to wing this? Or like, do you want to prepare a little bit? And he's like, I'm a born speaker. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. But we were talking about how like, it's just second nature now. Like we yeah. rewired our brains. Like I don't even, if they do some like a slap me, I don't even think like, oh, I'm going to punish you now. Like Right. I do think like, I want to smack you back because that really hurt and I'm mad, but my body would never follow through. So like for us, it's just, it is what it is now. This is just how we parent. Even though there are the days that are really hard and I'm like, we're not teaching them any respect. Like they're so naughty, but they really Mm. aren't. No. And we always talk about how we can tell with different people that we take them around, their behavior changes based on the way those people interact with them. Mm -hmm. And it helps us solidify like what we're doing here. Like this is why we parent this way because they're out of control in other situations with people that don't ask for the respect and don't set limits and yeah, just a free for all. 
Yeah. And I think um, for me, I was like, I got to a point where I was like, I can't go back. Like, yeah, there's no way I can start punishing again now. Like I just can't, even though some days I want to be like, okay, all the electronics are going into the garbage can. Everybody like that's my big one. Like, We're never going to park again. Open up the, yeah. I mean, you want to, but even if you say it, it's like, it's so dumb. Like it's not happening, but yeah. you know, uh, we make mistakes and we say things that we don't necessarily mean. And that's all part of it too. Like I'm not some sort of perfect, peaceful parent or whatever. We're just doing the best we can. Yeah. So Gemma, what brought you to like seek help and, and change the way you were doing things and find me and like all of that? What, what was the catalyst? I think I've talked about it a little bit before when in the new sibling episode, mm-hmm. but when we brought Jonah home, that was the first time that I was like, we're clueless. Like, what are we doing? We're not fit to have two children. And we had so many issues with Caleb that just threw me over the edge. Like I was already really depressed after having a second baby, which I didn't experience with the first baby. So it was very disarming or I don't even know what the word is. I was just like very discombobulated and didn't know yeah. what was going on. I could barely function. And our marriage was suffering. Caleb was suffering. Mm-hmm. I think Jonah was fine because he just got breastfed all the time. <laughs> but yeah. like we needed something because we didn't. That's when we started using timeouts and stuff and nothing was working. And Caleb was really disconnected. And we didn't even know the word disconnected back then, but we knew something was off. And we both mm-hmm. talk about how Jonah's first year of life, if we could redo anything in our whole lives, it would be that year because we punished and we did rewards and we were just like in over our heads. Oh, before the baby was born, you did all that? No, once Jonah was born, before we got to you because we were sleep deprived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's when you do it. I think is when you get when you get desperate. Yeah. I mean, before Jonah, Gemma just spent all her time with Caleb. And so like the two of them were like awesome, you know, and and then the natural stuff when a second sibling comes along, Caleb was poking him in the eye, doing all this kind of stuff. And we're like, what's happening here? And we'd try timeouts or whatever. And we'd be like, Caleb, you have to go stand in the corner or do something like that. And then he'd like play by himself over in the corner. And we're like, okay, this isn't working. You know, <laughs> like he'd just hang out over there and stuff. And we're like, this obviously Maybe. isn't having the effect we need to have. Yeah. So then we were looking for other ways to go about it. Yeah. Other stuff, ladies, gentlemen, sorry. I don't think so. I think, I mean, it kind of just depends who your husband is and nobody knows your husband or your well, wife. Well, it could better be a you. wife too. I mean, right. I think there's other, you know, it's not necessarily always the husband, it's the partner that right. we want to bring along. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it really does depend. I think the science part of it helps a lot of people though. Right. That's what I was thinking for like a really logical person, appeal mm-hmm. to the science for a really emotional person, bring up all the emotional stuff and like our childhood wounds. Like I was like, Dan, look, you do this. Do you think it's because you were treated this way or like, yeah. how could and we then, combat that? What did you think about the listening time? Because yeah. <laughs> people yeah. hate the listening time. Oh my gosh. I- we both were like, no, are you really going to make us do this? Yeah, man. I haven't thought about the listening time. In a do long you want to do a listening time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do one right now. If you guys No, but I mean, <laughs> That was a hard no. It was it was really good, you know. It feels awkward and all that kind of stuff, but then once you actually do it, it's really valuable. I think, yeah. and you know, like it probably benefit us to do it even more than we do. You know, Gemma gets on me about this so much that I'm always listening to respond rather than listening to listen, and the listening time forces you to listen because you're not allowed to speak. 
So it's yeah. not like, okay, as soon as she stops talking, I'm going to get this next point in, you know? Yeah. It's good. I think it's good too. Like, you know, everyone will be like, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I don't remember my childhood. And I'm like, oh, I think you might remember something. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's like, that was Dan. Yeah. But so if you don't know the listening times at the end of Michelle's you meet for six weeks for an hour and then you each get five minutes at the end. And so you have to sit there and listen to your partner talk about whatever. I mean, first you came at us with questions and then you were like, okay, just talk. And I was like, what? About what? What do you want me to talk about? I don't know what to say, but like, then you just start like spewing all this stuff. And Dan would sit there and couldn't respond. And I'm like, even right now, he's like trying to grab the microphone. From me. <laughs> it's so hard for him not to talk. Well, I think too, it's like, I just to explain it for people who don't know, it's like, they say, scientists say, social scientists say that when your mind is given an idle time and when it's given a compassionate listener, it will start to work on the problems that are just naturally occurring there if you're given the space to do so. But we don't give ourselves that space. It also created a, I don't know if you want to call it a forum for us to talk about this new parenting endeavor that we might not have talked about because we were on different places when we started the class and started going into it and so we would do the listening time and Gemma might talk about how awesome it feels and all that kind of stuff and then I'm like man I don't think it's working or you know something yeah. like that if I'm having doubts or whatever and we might not have had that conversation if we didn't have that dedicated listening time and then after the session was done we would talk more about what we talked about during the listening time. And so it gave us a chance to kind of like figure those things out where we weren't on the same page or if we were feeling differently about how things were going. Yeah, it's a good forum. I think it really is. It does, like you said, Dan, it makes you listen and we're so wired to respond and give our opinion and help. You know? Yes, but that's the hard part when you're getting started is that we could each eat each other alive with like, you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right. But well, that's, I do yeah. think that Dan probably wouldn't be as on board as he is today if we hadn't done the class because yeah. just hearing it from me, I don't think was enough. And just the yeah. articles, like I think he needed someone in a position of like, not power, but authority or expertise, expert. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just somebody, somebody who knows who's been, and also somebody who's been there. I think that's the other thing. You know, right. I always like, when I go to find a new therapist, I'm like, do you have children? Because if you don't have children, this is not going to work. I, I need somebody who's <laughs> been where I've been. I can't. Yeah. And so I think that's it too. We, you know, my ex and I took 12 weeks because after the six weeks, I was like, no, 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 no. You can't leave. I'm so sorry, but we, yeah. <laughs> we need six more. Like, so it's like, we did 12 weeks because I needed her. She's like Dan, or he's like Dan. He doesn't want to set the limit. He wants to be like happy Disneyland. I'll play with you all day until yes. I'm so exhausted that I'll pass out and be resentful. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, you have to help him set limits. You really have to. And so that was good for us. It was so good for us. It put us on a whole nother level of understanding our kids. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. It's like when you have a baby and then you are leaving the hospital and you're like, wait, it's just us. Like, what yeah. are we, where are the is nurses? The lactation lady coming? Is <laughs> the, where's my nurse to give me my food and my drugs every few hours? I need you. Yes. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. No. Dan's a okay. very good sport. I just think it takes time. It's not yeah. going to like happen overnight for you no. to get your partner to see the light. And no, I just and we love have to be example. Yeah. You have to give them grace. You really do. And let them fail and, and be there. And, and like, if Dan says to you like, Oh, I told them that I'm, you know, never taking them back to the park again. Then I would have been like, Oh, that sounds like it was really hard. <laughs> 
you know, that sounds really hard for you. You know, it's like, let them have their process. Let them sit in what's going wrong. That's okay. I'd say it's better than pointing it out, being like, oh, well, you should have done this. Yeah, you know, this was my fail last night. That's okay. <laughs> I was I think just trying to help. Growing. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would just say you guys kind of touched on it from bringing your, the side of bringing your partner into it, you know, it takes time. It goes the same way. If you're the person that's like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah. It takes time. And if you're willing to give it a shot for your partner, then don't try it for a week and be like, see, I'm not seeing any difference. This isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, like it, it takes a while and you have step backs along the way, you know, like with my surgery, I couldn't do anything for a couple of days last week and it got the boys super disconnected and it's taken us a week to kind of try to build yeah. that connection back up. Yeah, that's a really good point. Really, really good point. That is a good point. We never talk like this. Okay, you guys, thank you so much, Dan. We so appreciate your thoughtfulness and insight and everything. And I know people will really be tuned in because it's, a, I think, an important topic. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hope, hope I was helpful. Okay, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Check out our Patreon. All right, okay. Gemma, thank you. Thanks, Michelle. We'll be okay. back next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.